Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Well, welcome along to the uh, following on podcast, following the second T20 international of the five-match series between the West Indies and England. And what a game it was in Barbados. The West Indies winning the toss and putting England into bat once again. England posted 171 for eight. Jason Roy top scoring with 45 from uh, 31 deliveries. Moen Ali with 31 from 24 and Chris Jordan 27 from 15. And we thought England had posted a more than competitive total. And so it turned out that the West Indies very nearly managed to uh, chase it down. They managed to put 170 for eight on the board to lose by just a single run. Romario Shepard, 44 from 28 balls, 1-4 and 5-6s. Akil Hussain, 44 not out from 16 balls, 3-4s and 4-6s. But it wasn't quite enough. In the bowling column, Moen Ali, 3 for 24 from his four overs. Adil Rashid, 2 for 24 from four. Reese Topley took one. Chris Jordan took one. Reese Topley into the side for England in the only change in the lineups. Uh, in the two sides, actually, from the first match, Tamar Mills sitting this one out with Reese Topley playing his first T20 international since March of 2016. We will be hearing from uh, Reese, by the way, in the next few minutes. He will be joining us uh, on the uh, show. So there we go, one all after uh, two. And Gareth Batty, it was a stunning game of cricket. It was a really good game of cricket, different pitch to the first one. And I've got to say, I think the match benefited from the surface that we got today. Yeah, it certainly was um, much better for the stroke play. Um, <laughs> it was incredible, really, how it finished. Uh, we'll touch on that later. But uh, I think how England set the innings up, I thought Jason Rowe was very good, a little bit out of character in that it wasn't all crash bang wallop up front. He was very precise, played beautifully. Took it to that point where he just dropped the hammer and took Allen for 24 in the over. And you just felt like, oh, if that could have gone another two overs, England would have posted maybe another 15 or 20 on the total. And then it would have been completely game over. Um, so I, I think from a batting point of view, you're pretty much saying England learnt from their mistakes and moved forward quite nicely. Um, 
a little cameo again from Jordan at the end. Moen Ali played very nicely. It was good. It, you would say that that was a workmanlike total. But um, I, I think to have let the West Indies in like uh, like England did there with the bowling, I think England have won the game. But I think um, that changing room will have a few nerves kicking around and a few uh, sort of doubts in the mind. The England middle order didn't really get going, as we, as we mentioned. Jason Roy, 45 from 31. Uh, I'll tell you what, let's um, come back to that thought in a minute. Let's hear from uh, Moen Ali, who's speaking with Mark Butcher. Now, after what we saw there at the very end, but um, first and foremost, brilliant partnership between yourself and uh, Jason Roy. What was the conversation around about drinks? Because you guys lit the blue touch paper after that. Yeah, Jason's going really well. I was actually quite fortunate with the way I batted, and um, I just tried to hang in there as much as I could with him, tried to pick my areas, and it was a very difficult wicket, and I thought Jace stepped it up beautifully when we needed to and it was a crucial partnership I think in the context of the game. Do you guys feel that you kind of paced the innings a little bit better today? You know you obviously had some lessons to learn after after the first game but you managed to post what turned out to be a, a par score on that deck today. Yeah and we actually thought we, we got a really good score in the end but obviously they played well but I thought we paced it better today. We took, gave ourselves a bit of time each, each batter went in trying to give five to six balls and and then hopefully build a partnership but I thought um, we started well which was great and then CJ at the end was played a great knock. Um, and then moving on to the ball, it's the third time I think in your last eight T20 internationals that you've gone past your career best. It now stands at three for 24. Uh, you're really loving life with the ball at the moment. Yeah, it's good. I mean, obviously you're a lot more clearer now with, without playing red ball and, and things like that. But um, it's a great wicket to bowl on. But the batters are so dangerous, you, you never quite win the game with, with the way they played. And um, I thought me and Rash bowled quite nicely in that middle period. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yourself and, and Rash have, have got a real partnership going, able to um, build pressure from both ends. And, of course, the way that he can turn the ball both ways, you have a real uh, good time bowling against the left hand as you're able to really squeeze it in the middle there. Yeah, and we've played quite a bit together now. And his bowling, I thought, after his first over was fantastic. I thought he read the surface really well after that. And the way he was spinning the ball, he, he makes it easier for me, actually, because guys then come after me and sometimes you get hit and sometimes you pick up wickets. OK, well, many congratulations to you. Uh, beautifully played. Beautifully batted, well bowled, and we will see you on Wednesday. Thank you very much. Don't forget to take the check. Moen Ali gets the check because he is the player of the match for his uh, 31 from 24 balls. And as uh, Mark Butcher said there, he also recorded his uh, career best for T20 internationals, three for 24 from uh, four overs. Right, uh, let's also now hear from uh, the West Indian skipper, Kyron Pollard, speaking with Butch. Pretty quickly, you must have thought you were dead and buried there with five overs to go. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, obviously... In the middle phase, they were while our batting, we started our batting first, you know, thought, you know, after losing five wickets, we lose about three wickets in clusters. Um, when these things tend to happen, you know, tend to struggle. So, um, the way the guys fought in the back end, obviously we knew what the guys can do in the back end. These guys can hit the ball a long way. Mm. And, you know, the, the, the faith and, you know, the confidence that Akil has, he has been working on his batting, you know, is tremendous. But, you know, spare word for Shepard as well. The way that he batted it again, you know, he did it in a series before, and he's showing that he's wanting to put him up, put up his hand and take responsibility. So that the area then, perhaps for for you as a team um, and a batting lineup, is is the way that you go about playing spin in those in those middle overs. It's cost you uh, before, and it's cost you again here today. Yeah, it has. Um, you know, it has it has been a torn. Um, you know, for us. Um, but as I said we are working hard. We are working hard on it. Um, 
and you know we will we, we'll overcome it um, because I can see the confidence you know even you know with the guys in the dressing room even myself you know we'll be working diligently to try to rectify it and we're gonna have things like this but you know my thing is the fight that the guys you know continue to show um, I guess the biggest disappointment you know throughout the game today would have been our field and display. Yeah, of course. The, the catches that sort of went down as England started to build that partnership in their first innings, perhaps looking back on it, have now cost you a 2-0 lead in the series. Yeah, and you know, that's the fine line between winning and losing. Um, we lost by about one run or two runs tonight. So, you know, we gave two chances, one to Moen, the um, mid-wicket and another one down there. And he went out to score 30-odd, um, you know, a couple... These things cost us. But, you know, having said that, you know, I, I thought that the game finished pretty well. Um, so the confidence is high and, you know, it all goes well for the next three games, you know, in the series. So, you know, tough luck for us tonight. A um, couple of things to, to work on and see if we can come back, you know, better, you know, on Wednesday. Terrific entertainment for the crowd. Would you prefer pitches like that one or the one that you won on yesterday? Well, 99.9% would be rather pitches like what we played on tonight. But, you know, again, I think it was a good game of cricket. Hopefully, you know, the fans, you know, enjoyed themselves and they can come out on Wednesday again. OK, great stuff. Thanks for speaking with us. Kyron Pollard, captain of the West Indies. Um, if I and it certainly was a good game, Kyron. Uh, we thoroughly enjoyed your uh, team's part in it. Uh, let's hear from uh, Owen Morgan, who is uh, now joining Butch happy with things oh delighted um and even with the last quarter of the game with a relatively inexperienced international lineup there are games that you want to play in um you know looking back at the build into the world cup we didn't play in many tight games to work on our death hitting and our death bowling so today's a good example of that again more experience hopefully the better we will get at executing but for the majority of today i think we were brilliant uh, we adapted to conditions well after being stuck in wasn't that easy we managed to build partnerships and take advantage of the short side um, but i think a little bit more intent and clarity today than we had yesterday talk to us about the batting because i know that's been a, a sort of not a bugbear but a sticking point for you in terms of how you consistently post totals when you're asked to bat first. That was a better way of doing it? Was it a conscious effort perhaps to give yourselves more time to get yourselves in? Yeah, and I think trying to establish the rhythm of the game on wickets out here in, in Barbados. They're not necessarily wickets where you, you can have a fluent partnership going. Rotation strike is a little bit harder, so you might go dot, 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 boundary and just trying to get used to that um, because it's a little bit uneasy for us not working with pace on the ball, but guys did it really well today. Um, so to, to come back from yesterday and the way that we played, we, we adapted really well um, and, and countered things that, that the West Indies had to offer. Now, you've got two great weapons in, in Moeen and, and Rash through the middle part of the innings. Now, what about the end? Um, very, very tough. That Great ball striking at the back end. The crowd loved it. Very entertaining. However, um, you know, being able to find a York or being able to find a way to stop those balls going out of the park has got to be the next thing, right? Yeah, it is. Um, and every team in the world is trying to get better at it. It is the hardest job in T20 cricket is to bowl death, death bowling. Um, I probably have to be honest, conditions did get a little bit better towards the end. The ball did skid on as opposed to our innings in the first innings. Um, but ultimately, we, we need to find better ways of going about it. Our execution was nowhere near as good as we, we would like. Um, and we'd like it to be up there with the best in the world. I'm, I'm guessing that there are, there'll be folks sat at home going, Yorker, why aren't, why aren't the guys going for Yorker? Why is it length? Can you, can you, can you enlighten them? Tell, tell them why that's... Yeah, that's yeah we are. Thing. We're just getting it wrong. OK. Um, so the majority of our plan today was to bowl Yorkers, use the, the long side, and we missed 
um, and that, that's being brutally honest. The guys are always honest with, with executing in order to try and uh, move on, identify areas that we can get better, and this is definitely one of them. Okay, don't want to harp on about the negatives. It's a terrific game, great entertainment. Very well done. We'll see you on Wednesday. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Here's Bush, look forward to Owen Morgan there speaking with uh, Mark Butcher. Well, I tell you what, I, I was very impressed with the honesty there. When when asked about um, going for Yorkers, we were going for them. We ended up just bowling length. I mean, they're, they're, they're missing that in that case, Jared Kimber, by um, a, a fairly sizable amount. It's really hard to tell what when a bowler is trying to bowl a Yorker. So the best way we could do it in analysis is a full toss. No one's ever trying to bowl a full toss, so they're probably going for a Yorker. And also, no one ever tries to bowl half volleys, right? They were missing some of those by metres, if if we are to believe what Owen Morgan says. And we've seen that before. If you go back and look at Ben Stokes versus Carlos Brathwaite, we have seen players do that before. In fact, uh, Bats' good friend Dirk Nanis once told me that he missed his length by 28 metres uh, in a game when he kept bowling the ball directly to the wicketkeeper and he was trying to bowl a bouncer. It does. These things do happen. That's a, that's a worrying sign for me. Uh, a, I don't think... They should be going. You can only hit Yorkers about 33% of the time. You miss them so often. Um, I think they should be looking at other things realistically. Uh, but if they were going for them and they miss them by that much, that's, that's a very worrying sign. The other thing that Butch may not have noticed is that Chris Jordan didn't bowl out. After going for those runs, he was taken away. And me and Bats were talking about it. And I was saying, it'd be interesting to see what happens when he bowls his next over. He didn't bowl his next over. Um, so there's some interesting signs for England going ahead from what was... An easy win. Can you call that an easy win? <laughs> Mathematically, it was an easy win. It didn't feel easy. Yeah, I, halfway point, I said West Indies shouldn't get 140. And I, I still sit here now thinking the two lads at the end played beautifully. But phew, if I'm in there, I'm, I'm pretty disappointed that they got as, as close as they did. Um, if it's 
execution that's missed slightly, you can live with it. But um, like you alluded to, I think um, if the ball's hitting the top of the stumps, you're missing New Yorker by a considerable margin. Well, that last ball, that was bouncing over the stumps, wasn't it? Saki Mahmood's last ball. I mean, if, if he was going for a Yorker there, that's, that's a way off. I would have said he was relatively consistent that last over because every ball was the same length. Well, let's, let's bring in our big, fast and nasty Steve Harmson at this point. Um, Owen Morgan has just said that England were going for Yorkers, uh, but missed them uh, by quite a considerable amount and ended up as, as bowling length. What do you make of that, Harmy? Yeah, I, was, I wasn't surprised that he, were, he said that they'd, they'd missed the, the length because you could see that they were trying to go for, for the fuller ball. Um, it worries me that pressure got to some of the players. Um, Saki Mahmood, right at the very end there, he looked as though he wasn't sure where he was where he was going to. And I would imagine if he's got a Lancashire shirt on, he nails his Yorker, not a problem at all. Just tells you what international cricket does to the brain and the mind when somebody, not only somebody's coming to you, but you're playing a a bigger ground with a big crowd and you're playing for England. So it was disappointing. I think if I was Owen Morgan, I wouldn't have been as calm as I was at the press conference. I know he has to put a show on and he doesn't want to say he's gone in and read the right act, but did we go into the game yesterday with a little bit of complacency and got blown away by the West Indies? And did we get into the last five overs, six overs of that contest and think, well, game's won. Where are we playing golf at tomorrow? <laughs> so I just wonder if that is something that England need to have a think about because I think if I was Owen Morgan in that dressing room, I might have might have just reaffirmed some of the values of what's made this side a great side, which is when you get a team by you know on the you know, on the deck and you've got them by the throat, you know you keep your foot firmly. Where it should be, which is which is the team on the on the ground. Well, let's let's all take our England caps off for a minute and take our uh, and put, uh, put a, a West Indian perspective on this. Romario, Shepherd, and Akil Hussain. Wow, two so talented players, and they they gave us a grandstand finish, Army. They did. They were they were magnificent. No fear, no fear. Cricket is sometimes the hardest cricket sometimes to play. Bats will tell you when you've got nothing to lose. And you chance your arm. Sometimes it does go off like it, it, it did tonight. I'd look at the top order of the West Indies side, if you're putting a West Indian hat on, and say how they go about building their innings with the power, not just of Shepard and of, of Hussein. I'm thinking Odin Smith. I'm thinking Fabian Allen. You've got Karen Pollard in that top five with Jason Holder number six. If you get off to a solid start and you can build a solid start and get yourself in a position to explode like they did there and they've got the players that they did there tonight you can see why a lot of West Indian cricket fans are excited about what they've got so it's getting the ducks in a row it's getting the you know being able to to build an innings and assess the situation that that you're in and I think once they get that with a bit more experience this could be a very very powerful unit in the shortest format of the game uh, Barry Wilkinson is uh, still with us as well. Uh, I just uh, imagine you would concur with, with that, that basically we're putting building blocks in place for the West Indies. You know, as all teams are, we're all looking forward to the T20 World Cup uh, later on in the year, and it's all about improving and, and, and putting those blocks in place, and the West Indies seem to be doing that. 
Yeah, indeed they are. And uh, let me tell you, this is why I was so annoyed when the World Cup team was selected, that they, they went with players who I thought were has-beens rather than players who were the future. Players that they did not show that kind of respect to, to the criteria that they have, which is form and performance and fitness. Akil Hussein, Romario Shepard, Odin Smith. These are the players that have been in form for the last two years, not the ones that went to the World Cup, or the majority of the ones that went to the World Cup. So it's disappointing that we, we've waited too late to get the memo that this is the route that we should have been going. I hope we can continue now keeping the faith with these players and letting those who have not been informed for the West Indies, because a lot of these cricketers are in great form for their franchises, but then they don't bring that form for the West Indies. And, and, and this is why I think that we have to keep faith with these crop of players who have been showing that they're beginning to pick for West Indies cricket. I say, what well, Barry Wilkinson would be a great broadcaster if he only had an opinion and got off the fence. I mean, blimey, wow. I mean, th th that's pretty strong <laughs> stuff, Barry. It's, to be, it's, it's to be honest, Mac, I'm going to jump in here because the first half of the question you asked him, he couldn't hear because he didn't have cans on. So that was a great answer. Great answer from a man who didn't, didn't hear the question properly. <laughs> I was just guessing what he said. I picked it up. I hope I got the line and length right. Well, that is why you are the king of the Barbados. You got it absolutely perfectly and straight out the middle of the bat and you dispatched it to all parts. It uh, was like a kill who's seen then. It absolutely was. It absolutely was. Uh, it was great entertainment this evening, and the crowd most definitely enjoyed it. And, and it, I'll keep making this point, the fact that we do have a crowd. Um, yes, it is only a percentage of capacity, but um, having done the, the um, West Indies Island games uh, a couple of, uh, what, a week or two back now, when they had no fans in in Jamaica, it makes such a difference, doesn't it, boys? It does, but, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see the Brits here. But I was just looking outside in the back of the car park. The car park is virtually empty. And the reason is, is that because the, the Brits are here. They haven't got any cars. They're, they're taking taxis. So I think only if you strained the crowd, you'll, you'll be left with just about a 1,000 fans, I'll, I'll be very honest. Um, there are not a lot of local fans here, believe it or not. Uh, they're just about, I think, a thousand out of five or six thousand spectators, only about a thousand local fans. And that's disappointing. I'm hoping that that will improve since they have seen that the West Indies can win and be competitive. We've got Wednesday. You've still got next weekend. I think you're going to see the fans beginning to come on a bit more. The West Cricket West Indies have actually slashed the ticket prices by 50% because they recognize that the, the cost of the tickets were really high. And also, you have to try and encourage locals to, to, to come out. They're not going to come out at the kind of prices that they were charging. Uh, I think it was like almost a, what, 80 quid, your conversion for a ticket. I'm which sorry, is a, how a much? much? Yeah, like about 80 quid. So, uh, you know, it, it was pretty expensive. And I, I think that Cricket West Indies have recognized and they said, look, we're going to slash the ticket prices for locals. 50%, I think you had to buy more than one. I think you had to buy something like two, but that's fine because you probably just bring a friend or whatever. But the, the ticket prices have now been more encouraging. And I think Wednesday, uh, Saturday and Sunday next week, you'll, you'll begin to see a, a much better local crowd mixed in with the Brits that are here. But we love the Brits because they've kept the game alive. They really <laughs> brought the spirit at Kensington and Oval. It made it look like cricket is on again because I, I lost faith when Australia were here last year in August when there was uh, behind closed doors. It was just, I, I don't want to say boring, but it just wasn't cricket to me. To, to, to play Australia with start running in and there's no one watching except the media. 
it's not really cricket, is it? Well, let's be perfectly honest. The Australians can uh, can do that to you. I mean, an awful lot of uh, Brits have lost the faith in the last few weeks, uh, thanks to <laughs> Australia. But that's probably an entirely uh, different conversation. As Barry mentioned, we've got three games more in the series. Uh, Wednesday evening, and then it is a couple of days break after that. And it is Saturday and Sunday next weekend. So it'll be really interesting to uh, to see if, we can get some more people in the stands and particularly the locals as well because this West Indian side uh, certainly are a lively side and an entertaining one to watch as well. Uh, Gareth Batty, um, just um, looking from an England perspective, we, we know Owen Morgan has said that they might try and uh, rotate things around, tinker with things a little bit, probably with the bowling side more than the batting, you would suspect, with, with workloads and all of that. Um, bearing in mind what we've seen today, would you, how would you potentially see England maybe changing or not changing for Wednesday's third game? I think Livingston, had he not have had um, the sort of illness that's been kicking around, would have been playing these games. So I think he comes back in as long as he's okay. games I don't think we'll see Mills play Saturday and Sunday so whether he plays uh, Wednesday and then Saturday or Sunday and and he filters and dovetails in with another bowler um, I, I think if we if we look at the game today we would say that top way out of the fast bowlers was the shining light got the ball to swing back in nicely with the new ball looked like taking wickets early and came back with a high pressure death over in the 19th so you would say that he's he's done himself no harm today um, but we do know that there are there are four left-arm seamers in this squad and uh, you would anticipate, particularly the way that if you look at anything and you say we want to win these games, not just look at rotation, etc., you want to probably get another one in there because of the way that the, uh, the West Indian batters look to strike the ball. They all want to be a bit more sort of modern-day T20 striking from sort of long off right the way around to sort of mid-wicket and and be very expansive with a full flow of the bat. The left-arm angle does make that a bit more difficult if you get it right. Well, I'm delighted to say that Rhys Totley is joining us here on TalkSport 2 on the uh, following on podcast. Rhys, thank you very much for for, uh, joining us. What a game of cricket that was. Hi. um, Yeah, it was probably closer than we'd have liked, but the result was uh, was what we wanted nonetheless. Um, No, it was just... A good night. I think the crowd were entertained. Um, certainly sounded like they were behind me. So I think everyone was, was happy with the result. On a personal level, your first T20 international since March of 2016. How did it feel pulling um, the shirt back on and actually being able to get out there in England colours once again? Yeah, it didn't feel too peculiar, to be honest, because, you know, I've played some one-day games and, and the group's fairly similar. So, no, it was just... Pretty, pretty easy transition and uh, I'm just grateful for, to have the opportunity, to be honest. Four overs, one for 18. And you also had a very significant part in another wicket with the run out of uh, Shea Hope. Yeah. Um, let's get straight on to that. What a piece of skill that was. Just not even trying to pick up the ball, but just batting it onto the stumps. Yeah, I've, I've, honestly, I switched off into autopilot a bit there. I didn't know what I'd actually done until... <laughs> until I st- stood up afterwards. It was just one of those things like, I, I suppose you you train and then, I, you know, I relied on a bit of, bit of uh, you know, whatever I've done in training to just get me through that because I just reacted and it was, it was the right thing to do. So I, I'd be lying if I went into too much detail about it. 
Well, are you aware you actually did yourself out of a wicket for your own column? Because had you reviewed the LBW shout because it came off the boot, and they put the technology on it and it was out LBW. So if I were you, I'd be getting on to the match referee, Richie Richardson, and say, can we amend it, please, to, to LBW Totley? Yeah, I mean, the LBW came first. So, you know, I don't know what the laws of the game are, but we need to get that changed, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm joking. It's, it's like, yeah, we got the wicket and, uh, like, yeah, happy with the performance. And, um, yeah, I, I suppose I was just happy that I got the run out and, um, no, happy with the result. Hey, Toppers, it's Bats. Uh, great. Hi, coach. Great. To- <laughs> How are you, pal? A brilliant, uh, brilliant good, night you? for you, buddy. <laughs> Um, just talk us through, for the people still in, uh, in England, up late at night, just talk them through that 19th over. What were you thinking? Uh, it must have been exhilarating in a, in a good and a bad way, because obviously you came out of yeah. your over brilliantly, but the ball's disappearing everywhere. What, what, t- tell us what, what's going through your mind. Uh, firstly, I think as a bowler, it's just... I'm not saying you want those scenarios, but you just have to be sort of hungry when the ball's thrown to you. It, it, you're always going to, especially as a seamer, you're always going to bowl either up top or at the death. And I think you've got to not shy away from uh, from those. And I think once you realise you're going to be on the bad side of some and you're going to be on the good side of some, it's, it's a bit, you know, I'd, I'd almost say it's like a keeper in a penalty shootout where no one expects you to save it. But, you know, same with the death. Like, no one expects you to not get hit for a boundary, but it's almost like you're ruining the party a bit by, uh, you know, just going for ones and stuff like that. Um, but no, I was just I just stood at the back of my mark and I just said to Morgs what, what field do you want where do you want me to bowl it and he said here and then at the top of your mark I think the hardest thing as a fast bowler is just committing at the top of your mark you've got to separate the, the what's happened before in the game um, and just focus on on the now because I, I think I think that's just a fast bowler's challenge you get flustered sometimes you get carried away with emotions you know the home crowd got very noisy towards the end um, and he's got to, you know, isolate each ball and just, you know, focus on it. Really, it sounds like uh, there's a there's a bit of uh, action going on in the background there, buddy. We don't want to keep you too long. Um, I'm sure there's uh, a bit of celebration to go on after a few years and, and getting back back out there. But what's the what's the plans for the group and yourself for the next few days? Uh, some lads will play golf tomorrow. I, I think I don't know. Um, I probably won't. I'll, Probably head to the beach. Um, I don't know, just treat it like a bit of a holiday, really. Like we're saying, a nice hotel, good weather, nice nice sea. So just make the most of it before we get back to rainy England. Well deserved, buddy. Go well the rest of the trip, pal. Cheers, that. Reese, thank you very much for joining us here on uh, TalkSport 2. Uh, welcome back to, uh, to T20 International Cricket. What a game to uh, do it in. England have uh, won the game by one run, posting 171 for eight. Remember, the par score or the average first inning score at Barbados in T20 internationals, 155. So England above par on that. The West Indies almost getting there. 170 for eight. So England win by one run. It makes the series one all after two games. The third match is on Wednesday evening. We'll be back on air on TalkSport 2 just before 7.30 in time for the toss. Don't forget... Saturday and Sunday next weekend for games four and five. And just remember, put it in your diary now. The Test Match Series in March will be exclusively live on TalkSport 2 uh, again. 
Here we go, it's Sheldon Cottrell once again. The second ball of the England innings is flicked down the leg side by Tom Banton, and England are five without loss after two deliveries of this second T20 international. Banton gets down on one knee, swings this over square leg and puts it into the stand for six. Cottrell is in, that is hit savagely hard by Jason Roy through long on, it's one bounce for. Comes down the pitch and it's out Colin Mould. Banton has gone for 25 from 18, it's 36 for one. Here he comes in again and bowls and this delivery is beaten, or is he bowled? I think he's bowled, bowled him. him. Yep, he's bowled him. James Vince has just asked Shay Hope, did that bowl me? And Shay Hope has said yes. England are in a bit of trouble here, 40 for two. Allen is in, swung into the leg side by Jason Roy. That's going flat and all the way into the stand. Jason Roy is one blow away from a 50, he's 45 not out. He hits from Mario Shepard to long on and he's caught by Kyron Pollard. 45 from 31 is Jason Roy, they're 101 for three. Moen Alley's hitting to the short one and boy has he got all of that. That's another souvenir for someone in the crowd. Moen Alley, wow. Fourth six of the uh, England innings, he's chipped this one to short third man though. So Moen Ali goes for 31 from 24, it's 114 for four. Billings goes on the sweep, it's taken the uh, edge, loops up and Sheldon Cottrell at short fine leg inside the circle, takes the catch. Here he comes to get a ball, this one has swung in the air, out to the mid-on area, chance for a catch, Brandon King settles, takes the catch. The captain is gone. Balls to Jordan and Jordan is driving in the air. Out to Jason Hold that long off. Catch taken on the boundary. Comes in again at balls. This time this is swung out to the midwicket area. Chance for a catch. Catch taken. Dawson departs. 164 for eight and four balls left. A single to end the innings. They finish on 171 for eight here after 20 overs on top for two. Here comes Topley to bowl to Brandon King. Wide and down the leg side, comes in again and bowls. And this time he's wrapped in the pan. There's a loud appeal he's given him. But this is not a good start for the Windies. Three for one after two. Here comes Topley now again and bowls to Hope. And Hope gets a Yorker, digs it out. But they're going to still steal a single, will they? Oh no, I think he's going to run out. Topley has done a brilliant job. The Windies are six for two in some trouble. Monali around the wicket. Back deep in the creases, Poran. Going for square leg. He's not got all of that one. Caught on the boundary coming in. Rashid in. Oh! Bigger LBW appeal against Pollard. I think there might be an inside edge there. And they are indeed going to review. Pitch is in line. Impact is in line. Wicket's hitting. And Pollard has gone for a single from four deliveries. And the West Indies are 50 for four. He comes in and bowls to Bravo. This wrap to the pad is allowed to appeal for LBW. Rashid is still appealing. That's another wicket. That's another wicket for dear Rashid. Ali to continue and balls to Holder. Holder's driving. Back to Moen Ali. He's up caught. Caught and bowled. And the Windies now, like England yesterday, in tatters on 57 for six. Smith on the go again. And he's up caught, actually. On the boundary, just inside of the boundary. Balls to Shepard is swinging in the air. Out to log off. Over log off. That's gone for Biggie. Another six. Allen across his stumps, flicks it into the leg side, and he's caught. 98 for eight. Jordan is in. Oh, Shepard swung this into the leg side. Sixer! It means they need 48 from the remaining 15 deliveries. 14 from two. Here comes Mahmoud. Akil the Saint swings hard into the leg side again. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan.
With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. He's got that when it goes for six. Eight needed from the final ball. Mahmoud runs up. Right arm over. Akil Hussain smashes it over long off for six. It's an incredible way to finish. Six, but it's not enough. England have won by one run. 